What do you do, Greg, with the problem with having too much money? It's a complex issue. You're listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast. Discussing all aspects of precision and long-range rifle shooting. This episode is brought to you by Impact Dynamics, advanced training for the precision shooter. And now, over to your hosts. Well, hello and welcome to the Precision Shooting Podcast. My name is Rusty and this is a certain number of episode that I can't remember right now. It's the first one that we've been sitting all in the same position with uh, Greg and Andrew here tonight. How are you, gentlemen? Yeah, good, mate. Yourself? Yeah. Very well, yeah. Yeah, good. We uh, we haven't done this since November. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. It is a while. A couple of months, actually. So it's sort of, I know we've released a couple of podcasts this month already, but it doesn't feel like we have. So this, this one's the first one for the year, really, isn't it? Yeah. First recording for the year, I guess. First recording. Yeah, yeah, for, yep. Yeah, so uh, guys, what have you been up to? What have you been doing? And, and don't just say, oh, not much, because it's been a couple of months. Surely you've been mm. doing something. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> shooting. Oh, yeah, shooting. yeah. Lots of shooting. No, I think we've both done quite a bit. Uh, we've all done quite a bit. So, mm. yeah, um, myself, I, I was lucky enough to go to New South Wales and, and do a bit of a pest control shoot up there on one of the stations. And That used to be a penalty for being a convict, you realise? What's that? Going to New South Wales. Yeah, I know. Mm. Well, wasn't it Van Dant, wasn't it Tasmania? Bit of both. I Bit think. of both. Definitely Tasmania. I don't know, it's pretty hot and harsh. <laughs> you, you have to be a tough prick to go there or in trouble with the law, one or the other. Yeah, right. But so you're, which one were you? Uh, well, Greg's not tough, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I on the my, run. I had my fairy bread. I was all right. But um, <laughs> no, it, it, yeah, so we were up in New South Wales. Uh, it was pretty hot. You know, we had 43 in the shade there. For a bit, so... Uh, and that's yeah, uh, pretty, Celsius, Yeah, right? that's Celsius, yeah. yeah Just so. for our overseas, or American listeners, really. Yeah, so it's pretty nasty, but um, other than that, you know, it was just amazing, you know, getting mm. out getting out bush and, uh, you know, we we dropped quite a few foxes uh, in the first couple of nights and um, I think it was about 35. And then uh, after that, they got a bit quieter. It was mainly all pups. Um, yeah, okay. But yeah, lots of lots of rounds fired, uh, lots of ferals dropped. Um, fantastic country, you know that. Um, you know the whole thing, you know the the driving the country, the the Darling River, you know, fantastic. Um, yeah, nice. So yeah, had a ball there. Um, other than that, bit of bit of camping off the grid. So doing a little bit with the boys, bit of bushcraft and stuff like that. But um, yeah, no, I had a I had a good break. Excellent. And and we heard a podcast. From that on the Hunting HQ yeah, podcast, yeah. you were fairly quiet yes. on that particular podcast. Do you want to elaborate as to why you were quiet on that podcast, Greg? Or you- yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We were sort of um, we had uh, Sean from STS Targets, and we had uh, Ben from the Armory, Canadian Ben. Yeah, and they were only up there for a couple of nights. And uh, on the second night, we thought, well, we'll let them go out front because uh, Simo and I were going to be up there for for you know, quite a few nights, and yep. I thought, well, let them go out in front and shoot all the foxes, you know, let them get good numbers, they can go home happy, you know, mm. and so we just sat behind, and we, we, we were knocking bourbons back, and, and uh, I think you're up, getting something, yeah, <laughs> so by the time, because we, we had this plan, we are right out in a far, far corner of the, the property, it's really big property, and uh, we thought, well, we'll get back to the, um, the outstation, we'll do a podcast there, and by the time we got there, Simo and I had, had a couple, and, um, <laughs> Yeah, the boys had a great time. They decked heaps of foxes on the way there, and then you guys decked a few few bourbons. Yeah, and we decked you bourbons. Killed a few turkeys. Yeah, yeah turkeys were, were getting <laughs> hammered, and uh, yeah, so I was a little bit quiet on that one. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> no, but it was great. We great fun. It was just just awesome. Uh, really good. So well, yeah, nice. Yeah. It does sound like a good trip. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. You have to come on the next one, Andrew. Oh. I will. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Pretty much. love it. All, all trips are pretty good trips, to be fair. Yeah, but that well, that trip when you're hunting or fishing, yeah. Oh yeah, even if you're just yeah. being out there for a start, it's a great thing. But yeah, with, with what did you think I meant, Andrew? I work or something. <laughs> I don't know. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, not many long shots, so to speak. Probably six, seven hundred was about the max. Um, and Simo said his his new record, the host or yeah, one of the Simo of um, hunting HQ. Simo's just sort of. Uh, you know, finding his feet in terms of uh, shooting long range, and he's um, you know trying to trying to extend his reach a bit further. And he he uh, he he got a kill shot at six hundred and something, so in the mid six hundreds. Yeah, nice. And, and he was really happy with himself. So he, he's mm. definitely got the long range bug. Good. Um, that's really grabbed him. Good. Um, and you know he's probably spending money as we speak, improving <laughs> his setup, and yeah, he's really motivated by that. So yeah, brilliant. Uh, he, he really likes the idea of. And, and and a lot of people listening will probably agree is if you can see it you can you can shoot it. it you know when you're a hunter that's a that's a great thing um, mm-hmm. and he's really feeling that's possible for him now so yeah he's pretty happy yeah fantastic I guess uh, a little in contrast most of what I shot was uh, well well under that yeah uh, you did pretty well Andrew you tell us about that yeah well, I mean uh, yeah we've got uh, you know quite a bit of land in the family so we sort of spent a bit of time down there on the farms and. Uh, mm. Sort of for the first time, guess got to took, uh, take my boys out for a shoot, and you know, difficult to sort of coordinate everything for anybody who's tried yeah, it. Yeah. But no, we we got we uh, I did a little bit of fox calling with them, and well, we had foxes coming mm. in right up to us, you know, ten yards away, and yeah, having to yell at them to stop them. And yeah, that's and magic. Then, you magic. Know, for you know, for guys that have spotlighted foxes before, you know, mm. chased after them, it's uh, yeah, it's all a bit of excitement. So the boys yeah. are just mad keen, and um, but yeah, yeah so nice. the longest shot would have been. Only a few hundred metres, I guess, but um, Guar- yeah, guarantees a kill, doesn't it? When they're nice and close. <laughs> yeah, and you, you know, I guess it's sort of when you uh, when you got family that are farmers, it kind of brings back the reality of uh, how important it is to to knock those foxes over. Yeah, absolutely, mm. yeah, it's a real financial consideration, especially on so. a sheep farm. Yeah, yeah. So, mm. and then, well, just when was it? Last weekend. Yeah, we a few days ago, we had went a bit away. Of a bit of a blast, a, a few of us. So we got had a good night then, and. Had a real good night. Well, and, and good shooting during the day, you know, on the, on the targets and just chilling out and having a few shots pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't get to go away too often and just shoot for... Do you know, your own thing. Yeah, yeah do your yeah, own just, thing. Yeah. So, you know, most of my shooting is like, you know, the last hour on a course or something along those lines. Yeah, so it's yeah. nice to just be away uh, or filming. And this time we were doing... None of that, yeah. so it was kind of nice. Did what you wanted to do, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just uh, we had um, Andrew and Dan and Dutchie yeah. out, yeah. And we, uh, yeah, we shot a long way on the Saturday, and then went out that night. We nailed about what fourteen foxes, fourteen or so, fifteen foxes, something like that. Yeah, it was. It that's was that's a good. top night, top and, night, and hares, lots oh, and lots of hares. Dutchie hairs. was all over the hares. He was the hare yeah. specialist, mind you. Most of the shots were a good, maybe ten to twenty meters. Oh yeah, righto. Yeah, but with, with a three awake. <laughs> you know, it's funny, you know. You, you see a lot of guys miss those shots. Yeah, when they're riding close near the car, you see. You was, see a lot of. I guys. ran the light mm. most of the night, and it yeah. was good to spectate. Yeah, you yeah. Know, watching some of this yeah, stuff. It's, sometimes it's just great to be in the car, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it was, that was a good night, and very impressed actually with that trip. We f- trialed the the new Magneto uh, target hit indicators. Is oh, T one thousand, is it? 
Yeah, T one thousand. Yeah, we did. We go? did give that a go. Um, well, we can confirm they work well at two thousand meters. Yeah, they, and very very visible. Mm, they yeah. do. I yeah. mean, it's uh, and very visible. Yeah, very visible. Yep. Like no, no doubt at all. It was really clear. Needed a spotting scope for no doubt at all. I was looking through uh, a spotting scope, but I reckon you'd if you were for two Ks, it's pretty. Oh no! Far. I actually think. Let's be fair. So we shot that. We yeah. You know, I finally, I finally kicked a goal, which yeah. I set two years ago or something like that. Well, you actually it sounds like the first time you've had time on you your are since then. Bang on, mate! It was the mm. first time I actually ever had the chance to try and shoot two K. And, and you've been doing a lot of work on your load development for that 338 as well, haven't you? Nope. Well, remember you changed powders <laughs> we, and... Yeah, we, I, I changed powders sort of intermittently. <laughs> I, I had to because when that, actually the, the load development I did was on the day. Yeah, so okay, cool. it was... Yeah. Uh, well, we, we'll get into that, I guess, but right. we, talking about that um, Magneto, so the, mm. the evening we did it, we did it sort of later in the evening because the winds were horrendous that day. Yeah, that mm. was strong. And that was still 20 mile an hour at... Yeah. Seven thirty, eight o'clock at night yeah, well, yeah. when we were shooting, and so it was a bit darker, and so that magneto stood out. And I reckon you're right. I reckon at two uh, two thousand, we would have seen it by the naked eye. Yeah, and and definitely at that night time. Even well, I mean, next, yeah, it wasn't night time. It was effectively late afternoon here. Yeah. Um, but I reckon in in bright sunlight. Well, the next morning we we struggled to see it. I, I don't think you see it without a scope. I only just saw it through my scope on yeah, the Sunday morning. When you when you hit it on the on the morning on the Sunday morning, yeah. I wasn't actually looking through the optics. So, but I was on the previous evening. Yep, and it was clear as day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's a it's an impressive piece of kit. Yep. Um, so you're hitting pretty lot well. You you were shooting a three three eight, but what sort of energy are we talking about and size of plate? Is it sensitive? I'm I'm trying to. Ask, I guess, is it yeah, I was, sensitive enough? I was running about 930 feet per second when it hit. Yeah. And that was more than enough to set more it off. Yeah. I, well, it would be interesting to test. I mean, yeah. you know, it, I you guess know, it would all be affected by target size and yeah. weight. Weight and, and then what's range. hitting it. They, yeah. they mean, do you, put restrictions on the size target you should use. Oh, they've just given guidelines. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. There's something that. Where Ten inches minimum, I think they said. Yeah, minimum. Yeah, but that's more to protect the, the actual unit itself. Device, yeah. I, so I don't know whether, operation. like, if you were to have, say, a a, a big heavy gong and you were mm. shooting it at 100 metres with a 22, is it going to set it off? Don't know. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, one, yeah, one feature we didn't really test, and I, you know, we couldn't really test where we were because of the fact that you were shooting subsonic by the time it got there. Was the miss indicator. Yeah, they actually have a microphone in the unit itself. Yep. Which obviously, if there's a supersonic projectile passing mm. nearby, I can't recall the the distance-wise. It has to pass within a certain vicinity of the target. Yep. If the bullet's going supersonic, it'll come. It'll flash yellow. Oh, okay. So, yep. so it knows it's gone past, but it hasn't felt a vibration, so it goes yep. yellow. Yep. yep. So, but then again, you know, said with our, what we were doing, the bullets were well and truly subsonic by the time they got there. So yeah, it wasn't, yeah. wasn't enough there. To no, register. but if it was within the supersonic range, then mm. yeah, that'd be a. That's cool. I like that. Mm. Yeah, no, it was... Seems like it's well thought out. And, and I think so. Reasonably priced, I thought. Yeah, about 300 Australian. Mm, yeah, mm, it's not bad. It's not bad. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I saw... Yeah, I only looked on some US sites, and I thought, you know, that's actually pretty reasonable, mm. yeah. considering what's in them. Well, you don't get much, you know, well-made for 300 bucks. No, and look, they're designed to be left out there. You oh, know, really? Yeah. 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 They basically yeah, we, hibernate and just leave them sitting on the target. 
Oh, that's good. That's yeah. That's even better. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know to what extent they are. To be, um, but we left it. You know, we were able to put it out on the Saturday, and then a couple of hours later, we went out and shot it, and then left it there overnight. Mm. And then the next morning, came out and and shot yeah. it again, and then went picked it up. And cool product. It was, it was fine. So mm. yeah, look, I. I I may be wrong. I may have been half asleep on Reddit, but um, I, no, I think saying that you know, a standby of twelve months. Yeah, I, I, so I think you know, battery, I, I would say standby twelve months. Well, I mean, you could leave it out there for twelve months. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and you know, be Freaking fine. Hell. So that, that is really good. So, are they uh, selling out of Australia yet? Or? Yeah, Huntsman Firearms yeah, out of Australia, and, and yep. I'm not sure. I mean, plenty of places in the US, I'm yeah. sure. But they were, yeah, they were good. And, and to be fair, I mean, we we could tell we hit the target. But um, that really confirmed it. You saw that thing flash, and you just go, all right, nailed yep. it, smashed yeah. it. And, I mean, when you're looking at that kind of range, even not even that far, even, you know, some days at 1,000 metres, yeah. you get those real heavy mirage. Yeah. You know, that would take well, it out. You, you know, you can't – the target sometimes even appears though it's actually moving, you know, with that sort of mm. shimmering. It's trying to well, run away. I've, I've seen that yeah. with, with six, m- six mils <laughs> at uh, your PRI, Sam, this, with the six mils. Yep. You get out around 800 and... It starts getting dust And it starts... Was that a hit or not? Unless you get a decent dust kick, you mm. know, um, especially when you've got targets that have dead ground behind them, which you've <laughs> done before in the past. <laughs> May uh, have done that from time to time. To make sure they don't have any uh, fall of shot to go off yeah. of. Yeah, that was very clever. It also doesn't help uh, the ROs. Really no, it doesn't really. help <laughs> the ROs at all in any way. Um, so, yeah, yeah no, it's real tough. I think those... Yeah. Yeah, those, those magnetos will be uh, that or something like it, but so far that... I mean, that's the best thing I've seen so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, either that or we just make everybody shoot a 50 BMG. <laughs> <laughs> and drop the round count from 150 down to three. Yeah, but then he'll want to put the targets out heaps further. <laughs> no, no. Start <laughs> Good, Sean. Mate, bump your production up. We need some more targets. Yeah, he's wrapping well, his hands together. <laughs> For I don't free. Think, I don't think it would actually Sponsored. be the targets that would fail. It would be all the mounting hardware, and we, we had enough issues with that as it was. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Butters. Yeah. <laughs> always like to get a dig in on Brothers HX episode. It's always the best way. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I think that's that's been the last few months for both for all of us. Yeah, something like so that. I've, I've been. What do we 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 cover the the East Coast trip of plenty. Uh, there's plenty of episodes around that, and then Christmas is all pretty quiet and chilled out, and mm. back into it this year. Yep. So we've uh, started some new projects, which will be exciting. Which mm. we'll, you know, talk about when we can talk about them. And yeah, so there should be uh, should be a lot more happening this year in the PRS long range, you know that sort of side of things. There's more coming. More Very events, cool. Which so is good. stay tuned, everyone. I guess mm, that's good. Well, so yeah, it's, and speaking of the whole the PRS sort of scene that has you know, obviously taken off, uh, you know we sit here now. What about a week out from the shot show in yeah, the well, US? Just before uh, we get into, oh, okay. into that, which is realize. a really good topic. Um, we we probably should have said earlier up. We we're sitting outside tonight. We're not inside, and so if you hear some strange noises, we're going to blame it on being Greg. outside. And Greg, <laughs> <laughs> and we are also uh, running live on our Patreon page. So all of our Patreon supporters that are um, on board for two bucks a month or more are seeing this all live and can throw questions at us and are prompting mm. bits and pieces. So if you do like what we do and you want sort of some access to bits and pieces like that, 
jump on Patreon. Uh, there's links in the show notes. There's links on our website. Uh, or you can just go to Patreon and look us up. And it would be amazing if you're able to do that. And there'll be offers and bits and pieces for you there. So Free hello. signings by Greg too. Yeah, yeah. Greg yeah. discounts his signing fee from, what, about three or four million to, to a dollar? A can't a beer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, free for Patreon members. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look at that value. You've just saved yourself yeah, four million dollars. So you get a t shirt. You'll, you'll be a one of a kind person in your workplace. You? <laughs> you already are. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, one of my work colleagues uh, purchased a, a podcast shirt and hoodie. For, former member of the podcast yeah, yeah, team yeah. briefly. Well, you know, yeah. if, uh, <laughs> for an episode or two. <laughs> G'day, Dan. I, I, How you doing? I kindly offered to, to sign it for him, and I think he was hanging out for your. Uh, You'd <laughs> so. be the first and only one. I'm not sure he'd, he can afford that, mate. Just frame that. It's going <laughs> yeah. straight to the pool room. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have got word that some guys have started to receive T-shirts and hoodies from our thingo with Teespring. So thanks to the guys who did jump on board with that. Hopefully you got your stuff so far. And no doubt we, we have mugs available. Mugs. We have mugs yeah. available on Projectile Warehouse. You can pick them up. Cool. So jump on that. And if you're really... Kind, uh, and you put a note in there, and you're not in a hurry to, to for me to send it out to you. I might hang on to it for a, an episode or two and uh, get Greg to sign it, squiggle over it. Yeah, maybe a few of Andrew's beard hairs or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> looking, yeah, there's a theory. They're pretty, they're pretty long these it. days, yeah, mate. I'm, oh, you do right. And only Patreon members can see the length and the prowess <laughs> of Andrew's beard. Looks you are, pretty, looks pretty grey. You, you go in the hot knit look. Is that no, he's going the noble look. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's theory behind the beard. Uh, it reduces the coefficient of friction between the face and the stock of a rifle, therefore obstruct, you know, moving the rifle less. Except off you time. haven't got it on your cheeks where you'd actually rest on the rifle. No, it's long enough I fold it up. <laughs> I thought it through. <laughs> or you just thought of it then. <laughs> no, not, not admitting to that. <laughs> Oh, good. So, shot show. Shot show. Mm. Um, yeah. You raise a really good point. And, and the exciting thing has been all these recent uh, updates and releases and stuff that we mm. always expect on the lead into yeah, shot show. Yeah. And no doubt uh, next week there'll be a whole stack more products on a yeah. daily basis. Uh, so, we uh, want to let you guys to make sure you check out 6.5 Guys, 85.41 Tactical. Um, probably Precision Rifle Media uh, yeah, as well. So uh, we know those guys will be there. We know they'll be posting up information about it. So check out those guys. and Or Sniper's Hide as well. Check out all of those guys to mm. sort of keep up with it. We're unfortunately not able to get there this year. Hopefully next year we'll be on the uh, on, on the cards. But it was really interesting to see and, and we'll probably do something with, uh, with updates and, and bits and pieces as we go through it. We have... Uh, spoken to a few of the people who are going to be at SHOT and mm. they will do some interviews with us afterwards to give us an update of the event and some of the products and their thoughts and stuff. So stay tuned in the next sort of month for some of that feedback coming through from SHOT Show. Any, any rumours of gear releases? Well, uh, no, yeah. Yeah. any yeah, gadgets? Plenty coming I love out. gadgets. Well, yeah. Where are we going to start? We're going to start with Sierras? All right, yeah, we'll mm. start with Sierra. All right. So let me bring up the details, but Sierra dropped. So that makes sense. They only just dropped their information because it was oh yeah. lead into the shot show. Yeah, see, it, it is interesting because I'm, I'm aware of you know, other companies that will not release anything, not a peep, yeah. until the show itself. And then 
distributed. It's a big release, and yeah. you know, yeah. I'm, I'm aware of some some things in that regard. Yeah, um, and others they kind of trickle out in the weeks leading up. I, th- yeah. I think it's one of those things like there's a combination of like announcing it at shot and and the hype. Yeah, the hype so of that, but versus um, putting stuff out so that people come to your booth to check it out mm. as well. Yeah. So there's pull the crowd. Yeah. yeah. So you sort of notice that across the across the board, and and mm. no doubt, yeah, you know, often these guys will save something for a shot, but yeah, who, who knows the best way to do it? And it always seems to get earlier and earlier every year. Yeah, so no okay. doubt, you know, in in a few years' time, people will be announcing stuff at this show that they're going to be releasing at the next show. <laughs> well, see, I think um, it is interesting time of year, isn't it? I think really? a couple Everyone's of broke from Christmas. <laughs> Well, well, I am. I don't know about you, blokes. <laughs> a couple of kids Come will on. sort that out. If Greg's broke, then there's a problem in the world. <laughs> well, it's only because we borrowed money from him. Yeah. <laughs> Another Visa card, I'll be right. <laughs> but I, I think has, has Visa ever rung you about all the money you owe? He owns uh, Visa. Yeah, they'll call <laughs> you any day. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Probably, probably just as well we're not able to attend the show because I would yeah. have to remortgage yeah, for a third time. <laughs> I'm hoping Greg gets a, a new card before next next time round. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to go over there. It'd be a kid in a candy shop. That's it right. Mm. For me, Oakle, I've been once. You've been too as well, Rusty, and obviously I've not at the same one. time. Yeah. Yeah. It is uh it's probably the most amazing experience you can uh, sort of attend, yeah, for I guess. Sure, it is unbelievable. Yeah. I mean there is so much there to look at. Um, uh, mm. and I mean it one day I will. Yeah. I mean next year, Greg. I heard you Let's were actually funding year. us to attend. Right? I heard you were funding us to attend. Greg, you would you would enjoy can the we, nights. Can, can mate. we get another quick two or three thousand <laughs> Patreon members? <laughs> but no, I think um, I mean we, we sort of diverted away from it. Going back to uh, you know, starting somewhere, Sierra announced. I think it was a, a, a whole, range, a range of new. I've got them in front of me. Yeah, I've got them in front yeah, of me. Yeah, read them out. All right, so we're looking a a twenty-two cow sixty. 95 grains. Ah, oh, here we go, 5.69. 95 grain, hollow point boat. These are all hollow point boat tails. So, 22 and yeah, 95 grainers. Got to let that sink in for a bit. That's a heavy bullet. That's a heavy, yeah. yeah. Well, what sort of, uh, have they got any twist rate recommendations? Fast. Six and six a half. half. Yeah, it'd be yeah. six and a half, I would say. Maybe yeah. six. Yeah. Uh, six and a half rings a bill. Mm. The six mil 110. Oh, I thought dear. that was already yeah, a... Yeah, it, it has. That's already there, there's, out. There's a couple of those bullets in that lineup that have been released already. Okay. It's just that they're sort of including more in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah. Calibre set. Yeah. Uh, 150 grain, 6.5. 150, 6.5. 150 grain, 6.5. That's, that's a heavy bullet, yeah. Yeah. The 7mm, the 183, and a 197. Yep, that's a heavy one too. <laughs> oh, I guess yeah, I don't know much about seven mil to be honest. Well, I think was it Burger released their one ninety five. Yeah. So what, what's the top end for a one in eight on a seven mil? Is that sort of like I don't know. Well I mean, under that, I'm not sure to be honest. Yeah, right. I mean, no, I think though, I think yeah, th- no, no. Or, or, I mean, yeah, sorry, it's a big badly framed yeah. question. But B- what was the previous one, heavy? Build one, Greg, and then they'll re- one eighties were, were probably more common. Do you reckon that BSA would turn into a seven mil <laughs> long action? Yes, it could. <laughs> She's an old clunker, <laughs> <laughs> sort of like you. But I mean, As I think yeah, one eighties were the previous sort of up end yeah, okay. of the the weight 
scale and yeah. you know, Burger up that to a 195 and it was a, was a 197 I think you said was it? Yeah 197 mm. I mean that if you're pushing it with something of decent capacity like a 7mm yeah. rem mag or whatnot, would be very impressive mm. So following that we get into the 30 cows and there is a one there is one 200 grainer well I'm sure they make more than one there's probably like yeah. well, 100 in a packet <laughs> They make a lot more than 100 too <laughs> But no, the that new that is a new bullet. Like there are, yeah. there was previously a two hundred grain match king. Yeah, I believe the ballistic coefficient of this one is something like twenty six percent higher. Yeah, wow. 0.715. Mm. Yeah, seven one five. That's what we haven't been saying big. is these BCs, but they're yeah. They're so they got big BC numbers. They do. Yeah. The it's final one in the, the collection one, yep. is a two hundred and thirty grain, thirty cow, uh, which is quite familiar. With a BC of point eight. Point Eight for G1. Yeah. So I'd hold up to test. That's the other. Well, that's the question, isn't it? Mm. But until people get their greasy maulers on them, we're not going to know, are we? Well, we, until well, we the hope, right, until hope the right people get. Well, we should say we should take them on their uh, their uh, face value, I guess, for now, and, and that's a pretty impressive numbers. Mm. Mm. So but it's good to see. Yeah, it's good to continue to see that development. Yeah, development. Yeah. Yep. It sort of shows that across the board, in terms of twenty cow, mm. you know, well, you know, the common cows that you know, that's twenty-two cow and the the six six and a half. Well, the the twenty-two cow bullet is interesting in that, probably not really surprising, it coincides with the uh, the two two four Valkyrie coming out and recently. Yeah, and that's been obviously a, oh, okay. a a recent discussion, but no doubt we will see a flood of of. Announcements of guns, probably more in the AR world, which yeah. we're probably mm. not up to speed on. Yeah, but we will. You know, that was no doubt the caliber was was launched with the intention that at shot there will be a whole stack more information launched yeah. in terms yeah, of okay. availability yeah. of guns. It's a bit of a teaser. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But with the you know with the gas gun series over in the states, that's certainly where that's yeah. headed towards. Yep, yep. All right, so we're back. I've just hit myself with a whole stack of DEET. Which I'm sure is not good for me, but it's uh, it's going to solve the problem with the mosquitoes. It's the only downside of sitting outside here. It's lovely, but it completely. Lucky we're tough, Sam. Lucky yeah, we're tough. Yeah, that's that was the reason we gave for you before, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, anything else from shot that you guys have seen coming out or plan to come out? Well, I'm not actually planning for anything to come out. But Are um, you not releasing anything, Andrew? No, not this year. Not this oh. year no. <laughs> but, I uh, thought Noble Precision was going to release a whole stack of... Oh, shut up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, right. um, the, I mean, there's a, there's a few few interesting things. Like there's a, a Graybo stocks so coming out with a new lower-end price-wise point. Uh, lower stock, again? Yeah, called the Ridgeback. Right, okay. Um, it's... It's fairly and squarely sort of aimed at the market that want the you know the adjustable kind of stocks bolt in chassis kind of deals. Um, KRG bought out their Bravo chassis, which is I think mm-hmm. is a fantastic looking stock. Just back on the on the Greybo side of things, mm-hmm. I, I listened to a podcast from from Kirk from Precision Rifle Media the other day, and I, I think it was an older one. I may not be up to date on it. But it was with the the guy from Greybro who is of Macmillan exactly. family. family yep. yeah. yeah, and right. I did well, not. There you go. I, I didn't know that. No, I didn't know. Didn't realise the pedigree that Greybro came from. Yeah, so I know um, uh, Simo from the Hunting HQ podcast. He's um, 
he's looking at doing a Greybow stock at the moment. Yeah. Getting it inletted for Tika and left, he's a lefty, drown him. But, um, yeah, he's uh, looking at doing a lefty as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I was aware of it because uh, Nick, who is yep. uh, Ignition Custom, he brings them in. Um, I knew he'd bring, bring them in. I just I hadn't made that connection. Well, yeah. I saw some time ago that you know they, they produce a, a licensed A5. version of the A5, and I thought, that's interesting. I looked further into it. So, yeah, yeah. but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, their, their Ridgeback stock, which will be released. They've released a little bit just of Just have a look at that. Information that's, about it. That's the one there, Greg. It's um, oh, yeah. yeah not too bad. It's adjustable. Yeah. And I think yeah. it'll be at a price point by the sounds of it that is, is sort of in the same level as the KRG Bravo. Mm. Which okay. Which is uh, yep. unbelievable value, really. Um, mm. you know, here in Australia, it was sort of sub $600, I believe, for the Bravo. Yeah. KRG. Yeah. Which is that's what pulled Simo in, but yeah, definitely. If he uh, goes ahead, I'll I'll bring it into the podcast. We can have a look at it. Absolutely, and we may not give it back. Yeah, it's, oh, it's lefty, handed. mate. It's lefty. We can burn it. Boat anchor. <laughs> Destruction tester. <laughs> I went. In a side note, I went. No, nah, but it'd be nice to just uh, yeah have a look at it and just look at the design and that. Yeah, it should be good. Minus left-handed <laughs> stuff. I got a Dremel. <laughs> I got a hacksaw. Instant ampidextrous. <laughs> Absolutely. The yeah, and that the Bravo. I mean, the Bravo chassis has been out for a little while, but yeah, again, you know, another another newish product to see. That's yeah, good. I think it's there's uh, well, even just a couple of days ago, I saw the well, the announcement that uh, Magpul were yeah doing their, was it their 700 Pro chassis, which is uh, yeah more at the top end. It's not not at the very top end price wise. I think it was a suggested price of about a thousand US dollars. Mm, yeah, um, okay. It it had it certainly looked looked very good from the point of view that it was adjustable in every which way. Yeah, looked like it was well thought out. But um, a point which we spoke a little bit earlier about Greg before you got here was the mm. the, the straight pistol grip or the, the right angled pistol grip on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, we've noticed on a few stocks of late. Yeah, and I wonder what their motivation is behind. Well, that's that what I was wondering. The mm. the Magpul sounds like a good interview you could do, mate. Just just on that Magpul uh, one, there is a lot of adjustment in that. Yeah, there is. You can adjust. Look, it's if I got this right, and I only saw the video briefly, but you can adjust where the the handle, where the grip actually sits, yeah, yeah. forward and back, and you yep. can. Yeah, I was. I, I only saw the video in passing, but it looked like it looked very well thought out mm. in the way, and it looked um, easy and quick. I have to say, I'm not a fan of the design. No, it look the how aesthetics it, how of it, it looks. Oops. Yeah, the aesthetics of it didn't really mm. blow me away. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you, um, Sam. But yeah. I mean, it, what is interesting is that it, I, as much as it doesn't sort of float my boat looks wise, it probably is performance very purpose driven. Yeah. Oh, like it looks yeah, rather it, yeah, task it, task driven than it uh, looks very functional, and and it probably achieves that for a good price. Mm. Where it sort of sacrifices aesthetics, so and some you know some guys will love it, mm. but the vertical grip, I know mm. that there is a lot of you know MPA is fairly big on the vertical grips mm. and stuff. Have you guys ever shot one or done much with them? Nope. No, not me. No. Yeah, it's sort of I've, the more I've seen them, I thought, what advantage would that give? I mean, I know uh, stocks that you would use traditionally for prone shooting have a more vertical pistol grip not probably quite pistol grip to that degree but a more vertical sort of hand 
grip area on the stock. Yep. But I mean, a lot of these uh, vertical pistol grip stocks we're seeing now are, are fairly and squarely aimed at, at the PRS kind mm. of events. Now, you know, very few of those events are traditional prone style. So, yeah, there has to be a, uh, I guess, a perceived or or very real value to having that pistol grip, the straight mm. straight angle. So, I think part of it is it's really un it's really common to see guys shoot with a thumbs up grip rather than a, a wrapped around. So yeah. if you're thinking about it, and if you put your hand in front of you and, and sort of pretend to grip it, but if you if you're gripping around it, you're not you know you're quite vertical rather than sort of more comfortable sort of on an angle. Hmm. But if you've got your thumb to the side, your fingers can be pretty straight. It, it won't yeah. have as big yeah. like impact on everything comfort. Up. Yeah. And I think when you go down to grab it to move the gun somewhere, it's probably an easier grip to handle. And to push it into a barricade probably does feel a little bit more natural. You're pushing hard forward rather than on a bit of an angle. Mm. So I think I think. And look, I'm I, you know, I don't run one at the moment because we've we've found them challenging to get. To be honest, we've we've ordered some, but they never came through. So I haven't got extensive experience with it. I've, I have shot a few and and tried a little bit, but I've not run one in a comp or stages yeah. or anything yeah. like that so i'm going from what people have told me or what you know little experience i have so mm. we would love to hear from people who do run the vertical grip as to what benefits you found with it and if there's any downsides as well mm. it would be good because it is a big trend but i do think the fact that so many people shoot thumbs up that that perhaps alleviates a lot of that need for a, like a natural angle to be really comfortable yeah, there's yeah, probably a couple yeah, no, of guys we should ask. It's a valid comment. I, I, no, I, know, I know you've got a couple of good good uh, interviews coming up that, that might be a good question on their experience as well. I haven't actually um, confirmed any of those, but yeah. Yeah, I know. That, <laughs> hence, I didn't drop a name, but um, no, you're I, right. I'm sure there will be interviews. Um, I know you've I got hope so. potential to have good interviews. <laughs> I don't know. It sounded good when you first told us about it. Yeah, no, no, you're right, you're right. We we hopefully will have some really good mm. interviews this year. We've got mm. um, we have made a bit of a a shift and a change to hopefully get to an episode a week, mm. which will be fun and yeah. huge amounts of those will be interviews. Yeah, and other awesome. bits and pieces. Yeah. So yeah, we will see how that all goes. Mm. Cool. Anything else from shot? You look. Oh, sorry, Andrew. Were you going to say something? Yeah. Well, I- I was actually going to answer your question before you asked it, but um, no, <laughs> I think. Let me ask then. Anything else from Scott you're looking forward to seeing? No. <laughs> no. Um, no. Well, I mean, like every year, um, this is when companies choose to often, you know, release their new products mm, and mm. and sort of announce big things. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to to seeing just generally speaking, you know, like in the optics world, is there anything decent coming out? Mm. Um, I mean, even as much as a lot of people don't seem to like Remington, Remington have got an interesting new rifle oh, that's yeah, just come that's out. Right. Precision chassis rifle or something, like PCR, I think they call it, something like that. Um, yeah, just, I guess, uh, rangefinders. Is there going to be anything any interesting yeah. new coming out yeah, there? Yeah, whether they're integrated to Kestrel or not. Is yeah, another thing, that, that whole integration question, how much further that's gone? Yeah, or going or even even with scopes, um, yeah, you know, yeah. like the ability. I mean, there was it, it's not a new release, but the um, oh, it slipped my mind now. Revic, Revic, yes, they they announced their presence last year at Shot yep. Show. Yep. And from what we've sort of gathered, they 
they're trickling them out to the market. Yeah. Um, it's not like the market's been flooded with them. Yeah, yeah. Haven't seen one here yet. Yeah. Um, but that concept of having, yeah, ballistics computer and and head up display within yep. the scope. Yeah. Um, is that going to be where we're going in the future? Mm. Um, even just uh, you know, rangefinders. I mean, you look at until well, that's, uh, that's, yeah, probably my 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 biggest interest at the moment is just where the rangefinders will go in terms of Bluetooth integration. Yeah, well, you look at uh, it wasn't that long ago that Sig sort of hit the market. Yeah, yeah, uh, with their rangefinders and and you look at the pedigree there. Um, you know, we mm. we spoke to uh, Nick Vitalbo on a previous podcast, and he sort of was pivotal with that. Uh, you know, at least with the twenty four hundred Sig. Mm. Um, you know, so I guess it's it's sort of interesting to to see is there going to be anything else yeah, hit the market? Yeah, they, um, you know, that bought really substantial ranging capability into the the good price price range. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because sort of previous to that, if you wanted it, it was you had to pony up five grand for a Victronics. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, without being over there, mm. you know, I'll be constantly sort of checking various websites and seeing what's come out and yeah, see what's happening. Yeah. And make sure you share that on on our Facebook as well, Andrew. Anything you see, flick it forward because it'd be really good to keep everyone updated with what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, mm. actually, another new release. Um, not really sort of so much long range related, but uh, the new Tika. Uh, twenty two, yeah. Well, yeah, you sent me some pics. It looked pretty nice. Yeah, let's let's get into twenty twos uh, in just a moment because I've just looked up the model seven hundred PCR, mm-hmm. which is a new Remington offering, sort of in this realm of Ruger and Ticker Taco ones. And to be fair, they're they're a year or so late, aren't they? They're yeah. You know. It's not particularly unusual. It <laughs> seems like they mm. kind of don't jump on the bandwagon early enough, but. No. Well, so, I mean, they, they will sell a lot of them. Well, by the looks of things, so it's a PRS, like a Magpul PRS stock on the rear of it. Um, they're guaranteeing every Model 700 PCR is sub-MOA accuracy and confirmed using our advanced computer-aided targeting system, CATS. Well, there's a good reason to not buy one. It says CATS. Yes, yeah, but you shoot CATS. That's well, a better reason point. to buy So it's, you're it's right. Shoot it's in between the eyes, confirmed so. using cats. So they, what, they, <laughs> what I'm reading into that is they Lots shoot cats, cats with their rifles. I think that's pretty good. All right, so we all need to buy one. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, support support, I'll, I'll support that program, <laughs> that testing program. Comes out in 260, uh, 6.5 Creed and 308. And that's all the information I've got in front of it. Have you seen this one, Greg? No? Is that? That's that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does look sort of like Everything else, <laughs> yeah. It, to be fair, that's I mean that's what they're they're going for though. I mean, yeah, they're catering ask. to that low end, that entry level market. Got to throw the hat in the ring, and yeah, yeah. But gee, it's a whole lot better than the configurations of previous times. You know, like well they did they did it's that. A, it's a usable configuration. They, they did that yeah. AB um, AB one, but the yeah. price you, was you go just back three or four years, and you you just get a standard stock on a yeah twenty two. Price you know? was just astronomical. Anyway, anyway, well, hopefully that's uh, that's a good release. Hopefully we'll find out some information. I mean, it's going to be mm. yeah, you know, seven hundred and away you go. So, but you know, it's interesting that they they're, they're claiming sub MOA accuracy out of it. So it'd be interesting to see what they've done to to guarantee yeah. that if there's any differences. Hmm. Probably just make sure all the barrels have got rifling in them. And <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, all those bits. 24-inch barrel, 5 rifling. Uh, completely user-configurable Magpul PRS Gen 3 stock for the ultimate in comfort from any shooting position. Yeah, more about cats. Hmm, good. Well, it's definitely not a supporter of cats. We'll definitely go through a few cats. Not bad. Not bad. All right, so uh, let's bring it on to the 22s. You yes. said Ruger released. No, Ticker released. Well, Ruger Everyone did too. Everyone else did, yeah. But uh, no, I mean, of particular interest to me, and this is diverting away from the, the PRS kind of configuration, is that uh, no, Tika have, have released, well, they're about to release officially. They're, I believe they call it the TX-1. It's a mm -hmm. 22 long rifle, and I believe they do a 17 HMR. Okay, um, yep. I hadn't it, seen that. Yeah, it's a sporter, um, not ultra light, a sort of medium weight barrel. So is it is it pretty much in line with the Lithgow? Um, is it sort of close to that? Possibly. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe without obviously seeing them side by side. Um, yeah, well, that's true, isn't it? Yeah, it it uh, it, it definitely looks thicker externally. Looks sort of similar to their sporters. Mm. Um, but yeah, and I've been in the sort of thinking about what I'm going to uh, purchase. Um, Lithgow were were on the list, but I just I'm not a big fan of the aesthetics of them. I'm sure they're accurate, and you know, you you said Sam, you know, you're impressed with yours. Sure. Um, yep. But yeah, no, this one got uh, announced mm. uh, maybe a, a week or two back. Mm. It hasn't been officially announced yet. No, I think it was it was formally leaked. I don't yeah. Know if that was a Proper leak, or a so we can't claim you heard it first here. Well, we can. We can. I'll be wrong. Why not? Let's grab it. Take T one X. You heard it here first. T X one. T X one. Maybe. Maybe. Might be T one X. I can't recall. But definitely on top of this. It's got a T and a one and an X in it. But no, it's really nice looking little. It's user configurable. Yeah. You can make it T one X or a T X one or X one T or whatever you like. Yeah. No. And I plan on shooting cats with mine. <laughs> well, so. good. So it'd be on par with Remington then. <laughs> yeah, I might hit them. <laughs> good. Um, Harsh, but good. <laughs> no, so, I mean, it's uh, that for me personally was, was interesting to see. Mm. Um, mm. I've actually got my name on one of the first ones coming in. Mm. So that'll mm. be interesting. Bring um, it in here when you get it. I will. I think we we should do a podcast out in the bush and shoot some cats oh. with it. Bingo. I think you're right. Yeah, Bingo. spot um, on. The yeah. the other the other announcers announcers announcements twenty twos we saw the Ruger Precision Rifle in twenty two mm. come out mm. I guess dedicated as a bit of a trainer for that although with the rise in popularity of the twenty twos and twenty two shoots which will you know we our last episode was an interview with guys running the match which is on this weekend yeah so it'll be interesting to see the mix of equipment there but there certainly is some some fancy gear coming along to that but I think uh, you know for for anybody that wants to have a look at that, the new Ruger um, 22 Precision Rifle, it's you know it's uh, obviously catering for people that like that look as well, and I think they will sell well from the point of view that it, you know it's a chassis and well priced. Yeah, well priced. Um, yeah, it's got some good features to it. Uh, so look, I'm sure it'll probably mm. shoot pretty well. Rugers tend to shoot well. Utilizes the the 10-22 magazines or anything that will fit them. Mm. Um, Another interesting point, which we we talked about a little earlier, was the the fact that you can change change the configuration of the bolt from a standard what, inch and a half uh, you know bolt travel for a rimfire through to I think it's basically change a bolt stop out on it. 
Yeah, no, I didn't yeah. know that. That's really interesting, although sensible. Yeah, and it'll give you the full sort of short action centerfire length of bolt throw. So, like like Ruger say, you know, it's the idea being it trains people to not sort of short stroke a, a centerfire in in a match. Mm. So the idea's got merit, but uh, we've, we've certainly seen that happen. <laughs> so. Yeah, um, I guess anything you can do to increase your sort of competitive edge in a competition, but. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how long it is before we get them here. Um, hmm. Well, it's, I'm glad you've you've got a ticker on the way. That's that's really good. It'd be good to see what they're like and chuck it up against the Lithgow. And hmm. yeah, I mean, no, ticker always it's always going to be a good one, isn't it? It's all, you know they've got a good pedigree, and it it was always going to be. I mean, it was, it was always coming. You know, eventually they're going to do one. Yeah, I think you know they probably listen to the demand, and I mean, I know here in Australia it will certainly sell well. Um, you know, they're talking about a, a price point sub a thousand dollars, which will put it yep. put it fairly and squarely in the you know, Lithgow CZ CZ for American listeners <laughs> sort of territory. Um, so I, I think they'll sell well. Mm. And I mean, look, you look at the the accuracy of a standard sort of Tika centerfire; they're good. Um, whether you like them or don't like them, it's they generally exhibit good accuracy. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I can't wait. It'll be yeah. good fun. Yeah, mm. It'll be good fun. Are you running a 22 at all, Greg? Have you got one? No, I've, I've only got an old Narenko thing that I use as a trap gun. So you've got so one? I've got one. Yeah. But uh, basically I shoot things in the head at point blank, you know. That's that's all that's for. It doesn't actually even have so sights on it. So it's cats tested. It's cats tested <laughs> over and over and <laughs> over. Yeah. So, yeah, it's um, I, I, I need to sort that out. Um, yeah. My boys are starting to hit teenage oh, years, yeah, of and, yeah. and I've got a, they're fledglings um, mm-hmm. in terms of shooting, and uh, I really need to, you know, get them their own rifles. I reckon if you picked up one of those Rugers, they would be all over. Oh, God, wouldn't love they? It. And uh, I just need to sort of get them out and do a bit of fox shooting and get them hooked, just like Andrew's done with his kids. Mm. And uh, so I'm sort of at the same stage. So I think you might you might find they're real interested in that. In the PRSE type rimfire sort of stuff. Yeah, well, Perhaps. certainly if I can get them enjoying shooting. Yeah. That would be something that'd I be a good start. At. Just to just to. You know, at mm. twenty two is the perfect yeah. rifle for uh, that. What I'm really doing, personally myself, I'm not pushing shooting with my no, kids. I'm just no, I understand that. Take a nice progressive. Um, you know, I've sort of waited for them to come to me, yep. and they've only just come to me. But they have. So, we, but with I know Andrew, it's happened at a lot younger age uh, than my kids. So. I'm not sure you let up on them, though. <laughs> Sorry, no. I'm not sure you let up on them. I think it's always yeah. been well, very present. I mean, they were. Mm. I bought a gun for each of them before they were born. Yeah, so, so it was on their mind. <laughs> probably was sort of a predestined thing, but yeah, no. pretty cool looking ones, I'm sure. <laughs> no, actually, I went with Lithgow single shot twenty two. Yeah, so yeah, vintage. But mm. um, no, like I think you know, if you want to get the kids into it. Yeah, um, you go too big too soon. It can yeah. sort of spoil them. And yeah, and like my kids in particular, like you know, one's a bruiser, but the other's a bit of a softy. Yeah. So I, d- I didn't want to just throw them like feral animal shooting right in front of them. I just wanted them to. I've been patient. So they take after you, really. I've been patient, and I'm hoping that when I do get them out, and um, you know, they see it, it's like because they're ready. You know. Yeah. Like they're ready yep. to accept what they see. 
uh, they're really going to love it. And uh, I really need to get sorted out on the 22 department. I'm, I'm yeah. way lacking, way lacking. And I'd love to have well, you, you a rifle each for the boys. You're yeah. flushed with options now, aren't you? Yeah, it's, just, oh, it's so good compared to when I was young. <laughs> there was yeah. nothing but Narenkos and bloody uh, Sterling Model 14s, you know. Yeah. Now there's uh, some pretty sweet setups, you know. Life's yeah, good. Well, hopefully, uh, well, I, I don't have a time frame for the delivery of the Tikas yet, but mm. hopefully not too long. Yeah. Mm. So. Yeah, it'd be good. Given it was our first proper episode back for 2018, we enjoyed ourselves and we actually ended up talking for quite a while. So we split it out into two parts. That's part one. Check back next week and part two will be up as well for the rest of the podcast. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast. To continue the discussion, check out our Facebook page. And for more information, head to our website, www.precisionshootingpodcast.com.au. This episode was brought to you by Impact Dynamics, advanced training for the precision shooter.